السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلیسنگس آف اللہ ٹو آل آف یو لیڈیز اینڈ جنٹلمین ویلکم دا ٹاپک از واٹ القرآن سیز اباؤٹ القصاص ریکوٹل اور کمپنسیشن بفور آئی اسپیک ڈائریکٹلی واٹ دا قرآن سیز اباؤٹ دس ٹاپک آئی وڈ لائک ٹو give a small introduction to the Bible and the Quran, both. Because Christians and Muslims have got certain rules and regulations and laws which are similar as well as different. To understand in a better, in a better way what is the Christian belief or Jewish belief and what is the Muslim belief. So I'll be comparing the verses of the Quran and as well as the Bible. This I hold in my hand, introduction to the Bible, small little, little piece of time. What is a Bible? Bible is a book contains the Old Testament and New Testament. It is divided into two parts. And in the Old Testament, It has, uh, in, in, in a King Dewey version, it has 46 books in Old Testament. If you open approximately half of the book, which is an Old Testament, contains 47 books. And the New Testament contains 27 books. This bo- these books are within the book, known as Bible, which comes from the root word Bibla in Greek, It means library of books. So this Bible contained books. So the Dewey version contained 46 books of the Old Testament and 27 books of the New Testament. And the King James Version has got 39 books and the 27 books of the New Testament are common. The Old Testament is generally recorded in Hebrew and Aramaic. And these two language, languages are a sister language of Arabic, Aramaic and Hebrew. This Old Testament is recorded in the present-day world, which has been translated in many languages of the world, but basically this has been recorded in Hebrew and, and Aramaic. The New Testament is recorded in Greek. Now, why I'm telling you this? Because this Bible... The first five books of the Old Testament contains Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The first five books of the Old Testament, known as Pentateuch or Torah of the Jews and Christians. The first five books contain in the Old Testament as, is mentioned as the Torah which is translated in Arabic as Torah. Torah in Hebrew and Torah in the Quran, the Arabic word. I'm repeating Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. First five books of the Old Testament contains the Torah, which means instructions, or you can say law. What is in that book? It contains certain laws. So Torah of the Hebrew in the Old Testament. So you must know 
this is the sand point of the of the the Christian and the Jewish world. The Torah contains the law or the instructions as mentioned in the Bible. So this is a brief introduction to the Bible. Now coming to this Quran. What is Quran? First of all, the meaning of the Quran is mean reading. Quran means reading. And generally it has become a, a, a proper noun of the Muslim community as the Quran, the book of Allah. But basically it means, Al-Quran means the reading. And the word in Arabic, it also occurs in the book, Al-Kitab, means the book. So there are two words I'm using in Arabic, Al-Quran means the reading, Al-Kitab means the book. So these two words are mentioned in the Quran. And when I read this book, this I hold in my hand is a book written on a piece of paper. When I read the book is Quran. Faida Qarat al Quran. When you read the book, when you're reading Quran, reading. When you're reading the reading. So when you read from the book is the Quran. So you must know the difference because these two words are mentioned in the book are as synonym as well. But what exactly we understand that you have to understand this and how the Torah comes into this. So there are many attributes of the book. The Quran is an attribute of the book means the reading. The Torah, the law is an attribute of the book. The Injil is an attribute of the book. The Furqan, the criteria, is an attribute of the book. Nazil, the revelation, is an attribute of the book. Wahi, the inspiration, is the attribute of the book. And Hidayah, Al-Hikmah, Al-Hikmah means the wisdom, Hidayah means the guidance. So there are many, many attributes of the book. So they are not different books in the world. In the Quran, there is one book containing attributes of the book. For example, who is Allah? Allah is the name given to Allah himself. Allah in Arabic means in the translation, the God. So Allah is described or his attributes by his names. He's a Rahman, the most gracious, the Rahim, the merciful, the Wudud, the loving, the Salam, the peace, source of peace. So there are attributes of the book Many attributes, say above 9900 attributes of Allah. The names and attributes of Allah are not 100 Allahs. So the names given in the book or the attributes of the book are not different books. It's one book containing attributes of the book. This is how you are going to understand the lecture because the separate book I have already described what is the Bible. Now we are trying to understand the Quran, the book of Allah. So in that connection to understand the first page in Surah Yunus 10 and Ayah 37. وَمَا كَانَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ أَنْ يُفْتَرَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَلَكِنْ تَصْدِيقَ الَّذِي بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَالتَّفْصِيلَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ مِنْ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And this Quran, the reading is not that can be produced from other than Allah, 
but it is a confirmation that is between his two hands and detailed explanation of Al-Kitab, the book. And there is no doubt in it from the Lord of the world, worlds. Now, if you look in the Arabic, you can see the, those, those who can read the Arabic, they can see the word Al-Quran and they can see the word Al-Kitab. So what is Quran the reading? It explains the same very ayah. You see the Quran, can you see the Quran? And can you see the book, Al-Kitab, in the same very ayah? Now it says, وَمَا كَانَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ And this is not, this is not that what I read, what I'm reading is the Quran, the reading of the book. وَمَا كَانَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ This Quran is reading is not that can be produced other than by Allah. Nobody can write or read from the book is other than Allah. Only Allah can do that. وَلَكِنْ this reading, this reading which you're hearing of the ayat, وَلَكِنْ تَصْدِيقَ الَّذِي بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ And it is a confirmation what is in front of you or between your two hands. Between his two hands. So what you are confirming from the written is the book. The Quran, the reading, is the confirmation between your two hands, what is in your two hands. وَتَفْصِيلَ الْكِتَابِ And a detail of the book. It details the book. It explains the book. When you read the book, it is detailed. If you read any book, it, the, the understanding that comes from the book is the detail, detail of the book or the explanation of the book. So Allah is not saying something new. We send our children to the schools to read. They read what? From the book. So when they read the book, that is reading. And when you read and understand from the book, before reading, you cannot understand. So whatever you read from a book is the reading. Now Allah is also saying this very same thing, that when you read, the confirmation is in front of you, is the ayahs written down, you confirm, and it is a detailing the book. You get the explanation from the book. So it's the very same thing, but Quran is the reading, which is the confirmation of the book. The book means the written down. And a detail, detail or explanation of the book. La There is no, no doubt in it from the Lord of the worlds. So the, the reading or the Quran is a confirmation of the book, the written down. And it is a detail, detailing the book. You can explain the book. It's, you understand the difference? When you read, you understand what is written down in the book. So it, detail comes and the explanation comes from the book. It is coming from the Lord of the worlds. So this is what Quran and book difference is. The Quran and Al-Kitab. So any book you read, it, it, you, the, you're reading a book. So when, when you read Quran, Allah's book, it says, وَمَا كَانَ هَذَا الْقُرَانَ يُفْتُرَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ وَلَكِنْ تَصْدِيقَ الَّذِي بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَتَفْصِيلَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِي مِنْ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ This Al-Quran, the reading, cannot be produced by other than Allah, but is the confirmation what is between your two hands, but his two hands, and a detail or explanation of the book. So this book is explained when you read. Read the name of your Lord who created. When you read the book, the book is explained or detailed. Now what is Al-Kitab, the book? We go to Ali Imran 3 and Ayah 7. هو الذي أنزل عليك الكتاب منه آيات محكمات 
ہن ام الکتاب و اخر و متشابہات فام الدین فی قلوب زیغ فید طبیون ما تشابہ من ابتغاء الفتنت و ابتغاء تعویلی و ما یعلم تعویلہ اللہ والراسقون فی العلم یقولون آمنا به کل من عند ربنا و ما یذکر الا علول الباب It is he who has revealed Al-Kitab, the book, over you. From it are Muhammad governing ayats, signs. They are the mother of the book. And others are mutashabihat, resembling. So in whose hearts is deviation, then they follow what resembles from it. Seeking captivation and seeking its interpretation. And no one knows its interpretation except Allah. Those who are stable in knowledge, they say we believe with it. All is from the nearness of your Lord. And no one remembers except those who possess the core. Now what is a book? We have understood the Quran, the reading of the book. What the book contains? Allah says in the ayah that huwa ladhi anzala alayka al-kitab It is he who has revealed over you al-kitab, the book. This book. This is written down. This is a book. From it There are Muhammad governing ayats. Muhammad governing ayats. Minhu ayatum Muhammad. From it are governing ayats. Hunna ummul kitab. These governing ayats are the mother of the book. The book containing ayats, governing ayats. These governing ayats in the, within the book are the Muhammad or the governing eyes are the mother of the book or the source of the book وَأُخَرُمُتَشَابِيَاتِ and the others are resembling so our topic is there is a book in front of us when you read is the Quran and in the book, within the book are the governing eyes حُكُم 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 means governs مُحْكَمَاتِ governing eyes orders What are those governing ayahs and how I'll explain about that governing ayahs. I, we go to the further ayat, Al-Maida 5 and ayah 43. وَكَيْفَ يُحَكِّمُونَكَ وَعِنْدَهُمُ التَّوْرَةِ فِيهَا حُكْمُ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يَتَوَلَّوْنَ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ وَمَا أُولَائِكَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ And how can they govern you and At-Tawrah, the law, is near them. In it is the hukum of Allah, the governance of Allah. They, then after that they turn away, they are not with the believers. So in this ayah, the hukum, the word hukum, you will see hukum of Allah. The Torah is the law, translated as law in Arabic. And in the Torah, the law contains the hukum of Allah, the governance of Allah. What is the Torah? This ayah explains that it contains the hukum or the governance of Allah. Where, it, where, where is it? Where are the governance of Allah? Where are the governance of Allah or the hukum of Allah is in the Torah, the law. So every ayat in Arabic which says muhkumat ayat, hukum of Allah, ayats, Verses that contains the hukum or the governance are the muhkumat ayats. 
And these mahkamat ayas, the governing ayas, are the hukum of Allah, the Torah of the book, the law of the book, the mother of the book, the Ummul Kitab. The book contains the Torah. The Torah, Allah says, contains the hukum of Allah, the law, and these ayas are in the form of murkumat ayat, the governing ayas, which govern, which we have to govern ourselves, is the mother of the book. And this mother of the book is the Torah, the law. So we can easily understand the book contains the law, and the law is the Torah. The Torah. And Torah means the law. It contains the hukum of Allah, the governance of Allah. And the ayas that describes the hukum of Allah are the muhkamat ayas or the governing ayas or the signs or the verses. So verses when you read, I will come to that, the verses that you read in the ayat which contains the hukum of Allah is known as the muhkamat ayat, governing ayas, the verses. So we have to understand that every ayat that contains the governance is the hukum of Allah and the governance or the uh, Mahkamat ayat contains the governing ayat is the Torah, the law or the mother of the book. So Quran means the reading. The ayat that describes the governance is the hukum of Allah and these ayat are known as the Mahkamat ayat or the governing ayat known as the Torah, the mother of the book or the law of the book. So this book contains the Torah. We are reading here and I've explained to you what is the Torah of the Quran. And I've already explained what is the Torah of the Bible. The first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy is the Torah of the Hebrew Old Testament. And the Torah of the Quran, you have understood the governing ayahs. Now we will see what is written in the Torah. Al-Maidah 5 and Ayah 44. Inna anzalna Torah fiha hudan wa nur. Yahkumu biyan nabiyyun alladheena aslamu lilladheena hadu wal rabbaniyun wal ahbar bimastuhfidhu min kitabillah wa kanu alayhi shuhada fala takshabun nasa bakshawun wa la tashturu bi ayati thamanan qalila وَمَنْ لَمْ يَحْكُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Surely we have revealed at Tawrah the law in it is guidance and light. The prophets who are Muslims govern with it. For those who are Hadu, Jews, lenient and the lords and the scholars govern with it. Become, uh, become Hafiz those who memorize from the book of Allah and they were witness over it. Then fear not mankind and fear me, and you do not purchase my ayah signs with a little price. And who do not govern with what Allah has revealed, they are the rejectors. Now in this ayah, Allah says, Inna anzalna Torah fi wanur. Surely we, God Almighty says, we have revealed the Torah, the law. The law of the book, the mother of the book containing the governing ayahs. I, we have already discussed that before. And it says it is a guidance and light. This Torah, the law of the book, the Torah of the book contains the Muhammad governing ayahs, the mother of the book, the Torah, Ummul Kitab. 
it is a guidance and light for mankind. Ya kumu bi an-nabiyyun al-ladina aslamu. The prophets govern with the Torah for those who are Hadu or the Jews. The prophets, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the seal of the prophets. This in Arabic is in plural. Nabi means singular and Nabiyin means plural. That means all the prophets governed with the Torah, the law, which is the mother of the book, Ummul Kitab, which contains the hukum of Allah, the governance of Allah. So the prophets governed with the Torah, the law of the book, including Muhammad Wasallam, the seal of the prophets, governed with the Torah, the law, not the biblical Old Testament, the Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, and Numbered Deuteronomy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking the Torah, the law of the book, the Mahkamat Ayas, the governing Ayas, the governance which you have to govern your life. That is the Torah Allah is saying. We have revealed the Torah in this is guidance and light. Ya The prophets govern with it. That means from Muhammad Sallallahu to all the seal of the prophets govern with the Torah, the law, the Mahkamat uh, Ayas, the Hukum of Allah, the Torah, the law, the mother of the book. And the Rabbaniun al-Ahbar also governed for the Hadu because they were the most of in Kitabah. They were required to memorize the book from Allah. An amazing situation is who is memorizing this book? Who has memorized this book? So-called label Muslims. They were required to memorize the book and in the book contains the mother of the book, the Torah, the law. And they don't know. They are memorizing it and Allah said they were required to memorize the book from the Allah. They have memorized from the book. And the book contains the Torah, the Ummul Kitab, the mother of the book, the Torah, the law, containing the Mahkamat Ayat, the governing Ayas, and they don't know. They are referring to the biblical Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy as the Torah of the Jews. It has nothing to do with it, with Allah says the Torah of the Quran. Whether you make Arabic Bible or you make Arabic language Bible also, they are separate. So we have to make the distinction between the Torah, the law of the Quran, containing the Muhammad Ayat, and the Torah of the Hebrew, the Genesis. I will have a comparison, inshallah. You will see to it. So then fear not mankind, but fear me. And who will not govern with what Allah has revealed in the Torah, then they are surely from the rejecters. Meaning the prophets judge or govern, and the Rabbanim, the scholars govern, and the these Rabbanim, Ahbar, the scholars and the lords, they govern, and the prophets governed by the Torah, with the Torah, the law, for the Hadu, the Jews, or the lenient. These people have been memorizing the book. So the governance was the hukum of Allah. So it is not that only the word, because the Bible contains, let me clear one point here. The Bible says the Torah, the Torah was given to Moses. It's in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the Quran, nowhere. In the Quran, the Musa, peace be upon it, the Moses, is mentioned in the Quran by name, by 136 times. Musa, 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 136 times. And nowhere 
And Torah word is mentioned in the Quran 18 times. And nowhere Allah says we gave Moses the Torah. We have to understand as we are reading the book of Allah. So we must know and understand that where these things have been propagated that Torah was given to Moses in the Bible, Old Testament. In the first five books, there's Moses got the Torah. It's not in the Quran. All the prophets govern. And they govern from the mother of book, the Torah of the Quran, containing the Muhkamat ayat, the governing ayat for the Jews. The <clears throat> now what is written in the Torah, the law, is Al-Maidah 5 and 45. وَكَتَبْنَا عَلَيْمْ فِيهَا نَنَّسَ بِالنَّسَ وَالْعَيْنَ بِالْعَيْنَ وَالْأَنْفَ بِالْأَنْفَ وَالْأُذُنَ بِالْأُذُنَ وَالسِّنَّ بِالسِّنَّ وَالْجُرُوحَ قِصَاصٍ فَمَنْ تَصَدَّقَ بِهِ فَهُوَ كَفَّارَةُ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَحْكُمْ بِمَانْزَ اللَّهِ فَأُولَائِكَ مُظَّالِمُونَ And over them we have written in it that is the soul is with the soul and an eye is with an eye and a nose with a nose and an ear is with an ear and a tooth is with a tooth and there is a requital compensation of the wounds. So whosoever gives charity with it then atonement or amendment covering for him. And who will not govern what Allah has revealed? They are the oppressors. Now, this is the Torah of the Quran. Or the Muhkumat ayat, the governite of the Quran. The mother of the book. وَكَتَبْنَا We have written in it. God Almighty says that we have written in the Torah what? The soul is with the soul. I don't want to repeat. I just want to explain to you what is soul with the soul. Meaning if you kill someone, you will be killed. If you hurt someone, I mean if you hurt the nose, the nose, your nose will be hurt. And if you hurt the eye, it's law. It's with, 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 the, with it. Soul is with the soul and ear is with the ear. And eyes with an eye, nose with a nose, and tooth, and the juruwa qisas, and the compensation or the requital is of the wounds. Now, if you look into the Bible, I just want to clarify according to the Bible, Jews and Christian faith, Leviticus 24, 17, and 23. If anyone takes life of a human being, he must be put to death. If anyone injures his neighbor, Whatever he's done must be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. And he has injured the other, so he is to be injured. This is, you have to understand the difference between the biblical understanding and the Quranic understanding. Quran doesn't say that you do it to the other person. If somebody kills you, kills somebody, so you don't have to kill the person. It's the biblical law. It is mentioned that if you kill someone, whether you are living any part of the world, you will be killed by Allah. You don't know that if you abuse me, I'm doing Quranic ayahs, I'm educating Allah and guiding myself. If I say things bad to you, you say bad to me, I return bad. Then there is no difference between you and me. If you murder my brother, I murder your brother. It's not the Quranic law. It's not the Quranic law in the Quran. You understand this? This is biblical. If anyone takes life of human being, he must be put to death. 
death versus death is in the Bible. But God says if you do such a bad act in the Quran, it will be done to you with it. Not that you should start taking revenge. That's the difference. I read you the ayat is in front of you. It doesn't say that you do it. If somebody kills you or somebody hurts your soul or hurts your eye, you should do the same to him. It's not mentioned the Quran. It is mentioned the Bible. If anyone takes the life of a human being, he must be put to death. If anyone injures his neighbor, whatever is done must be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. And he, is, and he has injured the other, so he should be injured. This is the biblical concept. The Quran does says that eye is with an eye. Meaning if you hurt somebody, eyes, you will be hurt, your eye will be hurted. If you hurt somebody's nose, your nose will be hurted. It, and then further they said there is a requital compensation of the wounds. Well, juruha kasas. So if suppose a believer has done something wrong to somebody, to Muslim or non-Muslim, you have to do kisas, mean requital or compensation. It, you, you are not supposed to kill back or do the hurt the same thing. Because there is no evil and badness and goodness are not equal or even. And I will read further and you will understand how it explains how what you have to do. In Surah Shura 42, 39 to 43. <laughs> وَلَمَنْ انْتَصَرَ بَعْضَ ظُلْمِهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَا عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ سَبِيلٍ إِنَّمَا السَّبِيلُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ يَظْلِمُونَ النَّاسِ وَيَبْغُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ وَلَمَنْ صَبَرَ وَغَفَرَ إِنَّ ذَٰلِكَ لَمِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ Now, now, and now it explains to you, suppose somebody hits somebody, somebody does wrong to me or to someone believer. A non-believer and a believer. Somebody who hurts a believer. So Allah says to believers and to those after wrong reaches them. They help themselves. They help themselves when wrong is done to them. Meaning somebody break my tooth or nose or ear or eye. So I have to help myself. How? And he says, and the reward of hurtless badness is hurtless badness, the like of it. If you will hurt me, you will be hurted. It, you are going to hurt. You are, you are going, if you do bad to me, any non-believer or Muslim does bad to someone, he will be hurt by Allah. Now the thing is, if I am hurt, I corrected, so his reward is on Allah. Surely he does not love the oppressors. Meaning I cannot retaliate back. And do, the, after hurting, I, and it says, says, and definitely whosoever help himself, after he has been oppressed, after he has been oppressed or hurted, badly wounded or knows or anything that has been happened to him, he has to help himself after he has been oppressed. They are those on whom there is nothing wrong from the way. But if I retaliate or do the same to the other person, then I'm standing in the same boat. I'm doing the same wrong act which he has done. So this is how you have to help yourself as a believer. You cannot retaliate, but if you do so, you are going wrong. You are doing the wrong act, same, like for tit for tat. You slap me, I slap you. You hit me, I hit you back. So there is no, there is no such thing in the Quran that you do the bad thing. If somebody does bad to you, the shaitan 
wants evil to be propagated. He, people are hurted, done bad things to you. The shaitan asks you to retaliate and you do the same and go in, the, in, his, in his platform. So Allah says, no, you have to help yourself. Surely the wrong way is over those who oppresses mankind and without truth they do wrong in the earth. They are those for whom is a painful punishment from Allah. Meaning if you hurt somebody and if he doesn't ask for forgiveness, he'll be hurted by Allah. Because these are the orders or the mahkamat ayat or governing ayat from Allah. So he is the final judge. He will punish you if somebody hurts me. I cannot retaliate back. I cannot. This is the teachings of the Quranic ayahs and the essence of the book that contains the Torah, the law. And whosoever had patience and forgave, surely that is from the orders of determination. Meaning in pardoning, correcting, forgiving and helping themselves with patience. This is what the believer has to do. If he's been hurted by, by tooth, by anything. So there is a kasas or the requital of the wounds. How? It explains. Whosoever have patience after being hurt and forgive, surely that is from the orders of determination in pardoning, in correcting, in forgiving and helping themselves with patience. You have to have patience. Because if you suppose do wrong, you do the same wrong act and then you suffer. Like the, the one who has done to you is suffering. Because Allah will punish him. So if you do the same, then you see them in the world. People are taking vengeance and from generation and generation people are enemy to each other. You are hurting me, you are killing me, I am hurting and killing you. If somebody kills my wife, I go and kill his wife. What the wife has done to her? What, this, what is this? This is not right. You are not supposed to do it. And it further explains Surah 41 in Fustilah 41, 34 ayat. وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيِّعَةِ إِذْفَ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةٌ كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيُونَ حَمِيمٌ وَمَا يُلَقَّهَا إِلَّا الَّذِينَ الصَّبَرُوا وَمَا يُلَقَّهَا إِلَّا ذُو حَظٍ عَظِيمٌ And the goodness and the hardness or the badness are not even. They're not equal. They're not even. Repel badness with what is good. Then between you and between the one with whom you have enmity, surely he will be like the one who is a close protector. This is the Torah of the Quran, the law of the Quran, the muhkamat ayat of the Quran. Repel evil with what is good. It is not balancing that if somebody does evil, you do the same evil. It's not right. He says, وَلَا تَسْفِي hasna, وَلَا سَيِّعَ you have to do good to the one who is doing bad to you. Anything, even if he kills you. Kills, if, I, if he kills my brother or mother or sister or daughter, I cannot retaliate because if I do wrong, I am a murderer myself. I cannot. Ithabillati asan means you do good if somebody does good, bad to you. And goodness and badness are not even. It cannot be the same. So what happens in the world? You do bad do something bad to me, I do bad. This is not the criteria, the furqan of the Quran, the reading of the Torah, or the law. This is the law, the Torah, you repel evil with goodness. Then he says, with whom you have enmity, surely he will be one of those, uh, be a close protector by Allah.
and none will receive goodness except those who have patience and none will receive except who is a great fortunate one. Any person, if he, he, if he does good against badness and helps himself and pardons and forgives, Allah says he'll be a great fortunate one and have patience in doing that. You follow? It, and none will receive goodness except those who have patience. If something bad is done but to any, done, if anyone does bad to me, I have to be patient so that I have goodness. So Allah said, none can receive who have patience. They have to be patient. By the time passes, you have, you, you know, that, that, that hurtness or badness slightly go away. And you're doing for Allah. You're not detailing for Allah. You must understand because the, this is the Torah of the Quran, the law of the Quran. The muhkamat or governing ayat of the Quran. Now Surah Al-An'am 6 and Ayah 160. Man and whosoever comes with the goodness, then for him are ten goodnesses like it. And whosoever comes with badness, then he will not be rewarded except the likeness of it. And they will not be oppressed. Now in this ayah, if you are being hurt, and if you have something, someone has done bad to you, and you do good to that person, you, the Allah says the multiplication of goodness will be multi multiplied by 10 times. But if you do bad, so the, the, the punishment for that is same. I told you, uh, So, and reward of the hurtness, badness, hurtness, badness, like of it. If you hurt or do bad, the reward is only one. Same. You will get bad or you will get the reward or hurtness or bad from Allah. If you do bad to someone, Allah will do bad to you. But if somebody does bad to you and you do good to the person, it will be multiplied by ten times. This is the Torah of the Quran, the law of the Quran. Ten times multiplication. So if you somebody do bad, you do good. And once you do good, it will be multiplied ten times. So your psyche will be in, in balance. If Allah would have been, because Allah knows our weaknesses, we immediately from the very, very childhood, we retaliate. If two children, you see fighting, and you catch them and ask them what happened, you say, he did this to me, so I did this. So this is biblical, this is not Islam. This is when you grow up, you must understand. Badness and goodness are not even. You have to do good against bad. So your psyche will be multiplied ten times good to you. So goodness will come from Allah and you'll be elevated from the hurtness of badnesses. Because if you retaliate, it comes back to you. You become a bad person. So Al-Baqarah 2 and Ayah 84. These, this ayahs I was explaining how to, وَجُرُوهَ قِصَاص Meaning the, the, the requital or the compensation of the wounds. Any wound. I've explained how to go about it. Now Al-Baqarah 2 and 84 ayat, it says, Meaning when we took a covenant that you do not shed your blood and you do not expel your soul cells from your circles, then you affirmed and you are those who bear witness. 
Now, this was the, again the Torah, the law taken from the children of Israel. This, the, the context of this ayah. Do not shed your blood. You understand simple English? Do not shed your blood. Mean do not shed your blood. Do not kill yourself. Give your blood. Allah doesn't, Allah is not interested in your blood. Allah wants your character, moral consciousness and guidance from the Torah of the Quran. It doesn't want your blood. So Allah said, do not shed your blood and you do not expel your soul, self, psyches from the, from the circles. Then you are formed and you are those who are witness. This is what we do. We confirm, we affirm and then we break the law, the Torah, the law. So in Surah 17 and Ayah 33. Now specifically I'll be dealing, these verses are related to the Qisas or the Qatal of killing physically. The rest were the wounds. I'll explain even the room against the wounds. It says Surah 17, 33, وَلَا تَقْتُلُ النَّفْسَ اللَّتِيَ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَمَنْ قُتِلَ مَظْلُومًا فَقَدْ جَعَلْنَا لِوَلِيِّ and you do not kill the self-soul psyche which Allah has forbidden except with the truth. And whosoever has been killed physically, oppressively, so without doubt we made his protector and authority. Then he should not exceed in killing. Surely he is the one who is helped. Now if somebody in this Allah says in this ayah that you cannot kill your soul or the self or psyche. You cannot kill yourself or you do not kill other person also. You cannot. It is haram. Haram Allah. Allah has made forbidden to you to kill. Even in retaliation, you cannot kill. It is haram forbidden. Haram, you know, haram Allah. In this part of the world, people are halal meat, halal meat. What about this? And what about eating pork and swine and other things? What about this law? What is haq? You can kill a person with the truth. How, how can you kill a person with the truth? Huh? Not with a gun. Allah says, haq. haq is gun. Is the truth. And the truth is with the essence of the spirit of the ayat essence. People are sitting and listening to the ayas. With this you can kill with the truth. And haq is the al-haqqu min rabbika. The truth is from your Lord. So be not those of to doubt. So you can kill people with the truth. The psyche. Psychological kill. Not physical kill. It says very clearly. Except with the truth. And truth is not a gun. Or a knife. Or any weapon. Truth is Allah's ayas. And it comes from Allah own. The truth is from your Lord. And do not be of those who doubt. So you can kill people's psyche by explaining or educating with the truth of Allah's ayahs. You can do that with the truth. Otherwise, no, 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 it's haram. If somebody kills, and whoso has been killed oppressively, so without doubt, we had made his protector uh, uh, an authority, then he should not exceed in killing. So the ones, suppose some, somebody kills my brother, 
So I am the protector of my brother. So Allah says, I am the authority. What should I do? So I, he should not exceed in killing. I will not kill back. Surely he is the one who is being helped. Explained, I have explained previous eyes what he has to do. Manja abil hasana falau asharu amthalia. Whoever do good, he will get 10 times goodness. Meaning you cannot kill back. You have to do good. Itfabillati asan, that whatever, uh, uh, whosoever comes with goodness, then for him is, ten, sorry, repel badness with what is good. Meaning these two verses I've already explained. So if somebody kills, so Allah said, do not, he should not, uh, he should not exceed in killing back. He should do good. And he can ask for compassion in the further ayat I will explain. But let us see what the Bible has to say in this, in this, in this situation. According to the Bible, the Jews and the Christian faith, death prescribed for killing a person. Exodus 21, 12, anyone who strikes a man and kills him or kills a man deliberately by scheme, surely he be put to death. This is a biblical law. Meaning if somebody kills, you kill him. Numbers 35, 16, if a man strikes someone with iron objects, some stone or wooden object and he dies, then the murderer shall be put to death. This is biblical law, Old Testament. Leviticus 24, 21, 23. Whoever kills animal must make restitution, recruitment, compensation. But whosoever kills a man must be put to death. You are to have the same law for an alien or a native born. I am your Lord, your God. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites. And they took the blasphemer outside the camp and stoned him. The Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses. So these verses I'm reading that in these verses there is no compensation. Just kill him. If somebody do this, you kill back. Further, anyone who attacks or curses his parent must be put to death. If the children curses their parents, they, he should be put to death. Biblical law. And who believes this? He's a Jew and a Christian. Deuteronomy 21, 18, 21. A rebellious, stubborn and drunkard son who does not obey his parents, then all the men in the city shall stone him to death. Any person who is a rebellious, stubborn and drunkard son who does not obey his parents, then, then all the men of the city shall stone him to death. Biblical law. According to the Bible, Jews and Christian faith, death prescribed for kidnapping, sorcery, foretelling, molesting and working on Sabbath. Deuteronomy 17.12 If anyone shows contempt to the judge and priest who is ministering to the Lord, of God, Lord God must be put to death. Anyone, Exodus 35.2 Anyone who works on Sabbath of rest must be put to death. Deuteronomy 13.1-10 If the prophet or anyone who foretells by dreams and say, let us follow and worship other gods, must be put to death. Leviticus 22, if anyone Israelite or alien sacrifices his children to molest, must be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. This is the biblical verses where the Torah of the Jews and the Christians. Who is following that in the world? Who is following? Who said that? This is the biblical law. If you believe, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean you. I mean whoever believes in these verses are retaliating is following not the Quran. He is following the Bible. 
whatever the label you carry who for the christians and jews are not falling they are not falling any have you ever heard christian these women these in the world he the look at the children parent relationship with the in the world of the so called jews christian world this children is drinking and is doing abusing his parents what the government comes in between he doesn't put him to death so whoever is believing and practicing are jews and christian who are not practicing these biblical laws are not jews and christian these verses that i am reading from the bible people who do not believe and practice those verses are not jews and christian whoever does are jews and christian now these verses that i read to you was related to bible and the quranic muhkamat ayat i read now if this was general law of the quran torah of the quran was informing us how to go relationship with a non believer or a believer this is what we have to do surah al baqarah 2 and ayah 178 ya ayyul ladina amanu kutiba alaykum al qisas fil qatla al hurr bil hurr wal abd bil abd wal untha bil untha faman ufiya lahu min akhihi shay'un fatiba'um bil ma'ruf وَأَدَاءٌ إِلَيْهِ بِإِحْسَانٍ ذَلِكَ تَخْفِيفٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ فَمَنْ اعْتَدَى بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ فَلَهُ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Oh you believe the requital, requital compensation in killing murdering has been written over you believers that the free liberated man is with the free liberated man the slave is with the slave and the female is with the female then who is being pardoned from his brother something is for him to be paid given then he should follow with acknowledgement and the payment should be with goodness to him that is lightning reduction and a mercy from your lord and whosoever transgresses then for him is a painful punishment now this ayah is directly a hukum or the governance or the torah or the mother of the book oh you believe kutiba alaykum al qisas fil qatla in killing there is a requital and compensation compensation for you if somebody kills what you have to do you kill back no now it says you have to give the compensation it is said that the free liberated man if you if suppose you by if you have uh, somebody has killed a free liberated man among the believers so you can ask the compensation according to his status the compassion should be according to status of the free liberated man then if he is a slave then he, the compensation or requital should be according to the status of the of the uh, uh, of the slave similarly the female is with the female these are the standards that the requital according to the status of the liberated man or a slave man or a female according to status he has to pay a payment you can ask payment from him this is the education to the believers not to retaliate ifabilati ahsan repel evil with goodness you can ask for compensation and the, the if you uh, then he should pay with acknowledgement and the payment should be with goodness you understand what i'm saying that if somebody has killed somebody this is the qisas or the requital compensation against the killing or murdering 
that Allah doesn't allow for in the first place. If something has done by you or somebody else, so you have to give the compensation or the requital in, in that. And he should be forgiven. As he said, whoever has been pardoned from his brother, something is for him to be paid. Then he should follow with acknowledgement and the payment should be with goodness to him. That is the lightning reduction and a mercy from your Lord. If you will do that, then the, 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 the hurtness or the badness you will suffer of the kill, if somebody has killed my brother, the hurtness that I will face if I have take the compensation of my slave person or of a free man or of a female, if I take the compassion which Allah is asked me, asking me to say, so it will be a reduction for me, a pain and pain, the pain and a reduction and mercy from your Lord. And the one who is also supposed a believer and he's mistakenly done this, then he also can do this and he'll be the reduction and mercy for who transgresses. And whosoever transgresses, then for him is the painful punishment. If you take things in your own hand, means you do the same badness, then the pain, punishment is from your Lord. Whoever transgresses against this law, then Allah said, then he, for him is a painful punishment. And Allah can take, he can take very easily, punish, he can punish all of us in this world and in the hereafter. For taking, this is not a, uh, difficult for him to do so. So, so now we go to the further page. If you, this is general killing and now Qasas I have explained and now if you kill a believer, what is the Qasas or the, the uh, compensation or a requital for a believer if you kill a believer? Surah so Nisa 4 and Ayah 92 وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ أَنْ يَقْتُلَ مُؤْمِنًا إِلَّا خَطَاءً وَمَنْ قَتَلَ مُؤْمِنًا خَطَاءً فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ مُؤْمِنًا وَدِيَةٌ مُسَلَّمَةٌ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِ إِلَّا أَنْ يَصَّدَّقُوا فَإِنْ كَانَ مِنْ قَوْمٍ عَدُوِّ لَكُمْ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٍ فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ مُؤْمِنًا وَإِنْ كَانَ مِنْ قَوْمٍ بَيْنَكُمْ وَبَيْنَهُمْ مِيثَاقٌ فَدِيَةٌ مُسَلَّمَةٌ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ وَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ مُؤْمِنًا فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ فَصِيَامُ الشَّهْرَيْنِ مُتَتَابِعَيْنِ تَوْبَةً مِنَ اللَّهِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا and it is not for a believer that he kills a believer except by mistake. You are not supposed to kill a believer. First of all, you are not supposed to kill anyone. Now, if you are not even supposed to kill a believer. By mistake means accidentally, if you have killed a believer. So whosoever kills a believer by mistake, khatan, he should liberate a free, a believing slave. Remember, if you by mistake kill a believer, in the nearness of Allah, then you have to free a believing slave. Before was general, now it's believing slave. And pay flawlessly uncontested blood money towards his family. Meaning whatever they ask for you, you have to no contest. You have to do it flawlessly, uncontested blood money you have to pay. Except they give charity by forgiving. Then if he is from the people who are your enemy, and he was a believer. Then he should liberate a free believing, believing slave. If this person, he was the, among the enemy, but he was a believer. And you have killed him by mistake. So you have to liberate a free believing slave, only one. And if he's from the people wherewith between you and between them, there is a covenant. 
then pay flawlessly uncontested blood money towards his family and he should liberate free a believing slave. But if there is a covenant between you, between the believers and some other group, whether they are believers or non-believers, but if you are a, a, a covenant and if you have killed the believer among from that group and he was a believer, then you have to liberate again a believing slave and uncontested blood money also to be given. Now, if you do not find this, if you are not able to do this, then you have to fast for two months consecutively. You know the fasting of month of Ramadan? You have to do fast two months consecutively if you cannot do this. Then Allah, that is the Allah said, Tawbatam min Allah. That is the way of returning repentance from Allah. Allah aliman and Allah is no wise. So we are not allowed to kill a believer in the first place. Non-believer or believer, we are not allowed. But if you kill a believer by mistake, then you have to free the believing slave and uncontested blood money you have to give. By mistake. But, however, in further ayah, Surah Nisa 4 and ayah 93, وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَعَنَهُ وَعَدَّ لَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا And whosoever kills a believer intentionally, purposely, then his reward is hell and he will remain in it forever. And the wrath, anger and the curse of Allah is for him and he has prepared a great punishment for him. Now, if you know that he is a believer and you intentionally, knowingly, purposely, you kill that believer, then your reward is hell. No forgiveness. This is a very important ayat. If you kill by mistake, it's forgiven, possible. But if you know somebody is a believer and you intentionally kill the person, then there is no forgiveness for you at all. That is very clear. Whosoever kills a believer intentionally, purposely, then his reward is hell. And he will remain in it forever. And the wrath of anger and the curse of Allah on him. And he has prepared a great punishment. So Al-Baqarah 2.179 For you there is a life in requital compensation, O the men of understanding. So that you may take guard. Now in this ayah is explaining to you that you have life in qisas. In life. Mean if you, somebody is killing me or killing the believer, any, everywhere you have to do qisas, requital. Forgive, pardon. You see that you have to be pardoning, forgiving, correcting, helping themselves with patience, freeing a believing slave unconsisted blood money, fasting for two months consecutively, do not take the revenge in exceed in killing, repel badness with, with his goodness. We have already read that those ayat will be and it will be multiplied ten times. Those who do it, do it are the most fortunate ones. So all these ayahs that I have covered, Allah says, Walakum fil haya. For you there is life in requital and compensation. O man of understanding that you may take guard. You see, it is very simple and to understand, if I, somebody kills me and I kill him, and, and this is generation to generation in the areas, in the world. 
people are killing each other continuously they are taking revenges and vengeance and there is no stoppage so that is allah says in this is life in the requital and compassion qisas is life oh you men of understanding so i just you know uh, uh, this is a general page this can be variable in different countries this qisas or compensation is practiced throughout the world in accidentally if somebody is killed by accidents these these are the compensation death ka 100 100% loss of two limbs or both eyes one limb is 100% loss of arm above the elbow loss of arm below the elbow permanent total deafness it is 50% these are the percentage you know not specifically i'm just telling you this is worldwide understanding for compensation monetary damages factor in determining the economic and emotional loss is being practiced throughout the world they are following the quranic ayas the world the world they are following all over the world people are giving compensations you know in insurances they give compensations so they are practice ayas of allah nobody is taking vengeance and those people are who are taking vengeance again and killing each other is biblical now there is a narration i there are two narration i'm going to read in these two narration you will understand that a narration in the quran is is uh, that whether we are a believer is allowed to kill a non believer and a narration that that how the believer kills uh, how uh, somebody kills a believer this this i'm going to recite first is the ayat that when a believer is being killed believer intentionally surah al-maida 5 and ayah 27 watlu alayhim nababnai adama bil haqq id qarraba qurbanan fatuqubbila min ahadihima ولم يتقبل من من الاخر قال لاقتلنك قال انما يتقبل الله من المتقين لئن بسطت الي يدك لتقتلني ما انا بباسط باسط يدي اليك ليقتلك اني اخاف الله رب العالمين and recite narrate the prophecy in truth over them of the two sons of adam when they both sacrifice to be close to allah then it was accepted accepted from one of them and was not accepted accepted from the other he said i will definitely kill you he surely he said surely allah accept the sacrifice for those who take god now this is a narration of the two sons of adam not in the bible there is a different story in the quran is different allah expects those two sons to give sacrifice or to be close to allah become good to allah become righteous in the nearness of allah give your life sacrifice your life to allah so one of them sacrifice was accepted to whom the sacrifice was accepted by allah was a believer and the righteous person in the nearness of allah it was accepted by allah from one of them to whom was not accepted he said i will kill you the one who is imitating to be a believer a good person his acceptance was not from allah he said i will kill you the one who is accepted by allah can you see who is killing who can you see the killer killer who is killing who the killing is done in the world to the one who is accepted by allah that he is saying i will kill you the sacrifice or the closeness to whom allah accepts the other one become his enemy here he said i will definitely kill you He says, "Surely Allah accepts the sacrifice from those who take God." You must understand 
You see in the beginning, so to say in the Quran, in the beginning, Allah asked the angels to bow down for Adam. Angels bow down, except Iblis. He did not accept the order of Allah. So when asked why not, so he gives his reasons. That I am made of, I am made of fire and he is made of clay, whatever. But actually he did not order or follow the orders of Allah. He did not like that Adam or the Bashar, the human, was selected over him by Allah. Allah selected Adam, taught him names, and asked the angels to bow down. Similarly, Allah asked the Adam, do not go near this tree. If you go near this tree, you will be the wrongdoer among the wrongs. So he, they also went against the law of God by Shaitan, misled them, he went near the, near the tree. What did Adam expected? Rabbana dalamna anfusana wa illam taqfilna wa tarhamna lanakunna min al-khasin. Oh, our Lord, we have oppressed our soul. If you will not forgive us, then we'll be among the wrongdoers. This is man, human, believers. So this same story in narration here. You have to give your sacrifice, meaning you have to give your life for Allah, meaning not physical life, psychological life. You have to follow the orders of Allah. To have good life. And once you do that, the other person gets jealous of you. Because he's an imitator, showing to be a believer. So he said, I will kill you. And I was shot in Pakistan. On my face. I am not saying anything bad to anybody. I am not taking anybody's names. I am reading the ayahs. Educating people about the ayahs. So people who do not take guidance from the Quran, they get jealous out of it. And he says, the acceptance is from Allah. If you are accepted in the nearness of God, people will be your enemy. This is the law of, that is why I said, narrate the, the story or the narration of the uh, Adam, that you have to give sacrifice for Allah to whom it is accepted, and the one who did not accept, he said, I will kill you. And look at further, definitely if you stretch out your hand towards to kill me, I'm not the one to stretch out my hand towards to kill you. Surely I fear Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Defenseless. No defense force. You are here in this world to get the good pleasures of this world and the garden. You, you see, death and life is given by Allah, God Almighty. It is the will of God that you die. It is the will of God you live. That these people who are thinking of taking vengeance, if Allah wills, I cannot be killed. It is the action of Allah to give death and life. So Allah, he said, the, the good one who has been accepted by Allah, he said, if that man who was not accepted want to stretch his hand to kill me, I will not retaliate back. I just get killed. This is Islam. This is Quranic law, the Torah. It is a narration explaining to you, definitely if you stretch out your hands towards to me to kill me, I will not... I am not the one to stretch out my hands towards to kill you. Surely I fear Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Maida 529. Surely I intend that you reside with my sin in killing me and with your sin. So, so you will be from the companions of the fire and that is the reward of the oppressors. Meaning that person who was accepted, the sacrifice was accepted by Allah, who were close to Allah, 
He said, I will not stretch my hand to even defend myself. And I, and I intend you decide if you kill me, then there's a crime. Uh, the crime you're doing it against me. Solely I intend that you decide with my sin in killing me and with your sin. Whatever sins you have done in your life, you'll be punished for that. And if you kill me, you'll decide with my sin in killing me. And you will be in the campaigns of the fire. This is Islam. This is Quran. This is the Torah of the, of the, of the Quran narrating you. This narration you can see. Then his soul led his, him to volunteer in killing his brother. Then he killed him. So his mourning was from the lost ones. Who killed who? The one whose, whose closeness to Allah... Whose sacrifice was not accepted by Allah, kill the one whose sacrifice was accepted and be close to Allah. He killed him. The bad fellow killed the good fellow. Here, here in the world, we think that we are righteous, we are sitting in the garden, Allah has accepted us, and we are taking the license to kill other people. Nonsense. This is not Islam. This is the Islam that I am reading from the Quranic ayat. This is your book on the day of judgment will be placed in front of the believers to determine what did you do in, the, in this world. These are narrations are just not narrations. This is to take lessons and take guidance and correct yourself. If we have done wrong, then we amend and correct, help ourselves. So he killed the brother. From that time, Surah Maira 5 and Ayah 31. فَبَعَثَ اللَّهُ غُرَابًا يَبْعَثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ لِيُرِيَهُ كَيْفَ يُوَارِي سَوْءَتَاخِي قَالَ يَا وَيْلَتَا أَعْجَزْتُ أَنَا كُونَ مِثْلَ هَذَا الْغُرَابِ فَوَارِيَا سَوْءَتَاخِي فَأَصْبَحَا مِنَ النَّادِمِينَ Then Allah appointed a crow who discusses in the earth by crowing, uttering characteristics of a cry so that he can show him how to put behind the hurtness, badness of his brother. Then he said, woe to me that I was incapable to be the likeness of this crow that, so that I would have put behind the hurtless badness of my brother, then his mourning was from the, those who are regretful, remorseful. After killing the, the brother, then Allah showed by a crow. You know the nature of the crow is, if you try to hit the crow, they all they start crowing. Start, have you seen this crow start crowing? And he gathers all his people. Gather his crows, you know. So this is the showing, so that he can show that how to put behind the hurtness or badness of his brother, that he has killed his brother, the Adam's two brother. So this is a narration that, and he then realized, I was incapable to be the likeness of this crow, even the crow, who doesn't have intelligence, just an animal, is a bird. He has got feelings for his crow, his brothers. So why can't I have, this is the, uh, Allah showed this believer or this person to behave, look at the crow uh, nature. So his mourning was remorseful or regretful, but it was too late. Because if you kill a believer in the nearness of God, then your destiny is hell for sure. Now it's Mada 5, Ayah 32. Min ajli dalik katabna ala bani Israel annahum man qatara nafsam bi ghayri nafs aw fasadan fil ard faka'annama qatara nasa jami'a wa man ahyaha faka'annama ahyan nasa jami'a وَلَقَدْ جَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ ثُمَّ إِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنْهُمْ بَعْدَ ذَلِكْ فِي الْأَرْضِ لَمُسْرِفُونَ 
From that time we have written over the children of Israel. Then surely whosoever kills the soul self psyche is without a soul self psyche or is without causing corruption on the earth. Then surely it is like the one who has killed mankind altogether. And whosoever gives life to her, then surely it is like the one who gives life to mankind altogether. So without doubt there has come to them our messengers with clarifications. Then after that, from them surely majority are those who exceed on earth. Meaning killing on earth. Killing. Now my, my in this, you, you see this verse has been quoted, even the non-Muslims quote this verse. I've seen people quoting this verse. Can anyone from the audience would like to tell me how one person kills, uh, one person can kill all mankind? Who is that person? Very right. It is not any ordinary man, you kill any ordinary man killing all mankind. It is the contest is the person whose sacrifice was accepted by Allah. You know the sacrifice or was accepted, if you, he's a believer, and if you kill that person, is killing, the, as if you're killing all mankind, that is why his destiny is hell forever. You understand? It's not a normal man killing, or if you kill an innocent man, child. You see, an innocent person, or who does corruption on the earth, who does not do any corruption on the earth, he's a person who's been accepted, the close, it is the context of the ayat is this, but people are saying this out of context. That if you kill somebody, you, you kill all men together. No. It is that person who has sacrificed his life and got the closeness to Allah. If you kill that person as the believer, his justice held forever. It is killing like killing all mankind. It is killing all mankind altogether. And now he further says, and, and whosoever gives life to a person is like giving life to all mankind. Who is that person? Again a believer who can give life to people by ed educating. You can kill people by haq, with the truth. So if you give life like that, you give life psychology to all mankind. We have to understand the context of these ayahs. Now people are writing this first half portion in, 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 in medical association, doctors. In, in, if you save somebody's life, you save all mankind's life. No, it's not like that. It is the believer. A believer in the nearness of Allah, who is accepted, whose sacrifice is accepted by Allah. If you kill that person, you kill all mankind. If that person gives life to people through the eyes of Allah, through the spirit and the essence of Allah, is saving life for all mankind. Not like that. There's one life you save, you save, you have saved all mankind's life. This is a very long concept going on in the world. So this was the narration. Who was killed in this ayah? The believer was killed. Right? The believer was killed and what happened? Now in the following verses you will see a non-believer killed by a believer. Surah Al-Qasas 28, 14, 15 ayah. وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَاسْتَوَى آتَيْنَاهُ حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا وَكَذَلِكَ نَزِّلْ مُعْسِنِينَ وَدَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ عَلَى حِينَ غَفْلَةٍ مِّنْ أَهْلِهَا فَوَجَدَ فِيهَا رَجُلَيْنِ يَقْتَتِلَانِ هَذَا مِنْ شِعْتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ عَدُوِهِ فَاسْتَغَاثُ الَّذِي مِنْ شِعْتِهِ عَلَى الَّذِي مِنْ عَدُوِهِ فَوَكَزَهُ مُوسَى فَقَضَى عَلَيْهِ قَالَ هَذَا مِنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ عَدُوٌ مُضِلٌ مُبِينٌ 
Now this ayah is the context is the Musa alayhi salam, Musa peace be upon him. When Musa attained maturity to his full strength, we gave him governance and knowledge. Allah gave him governance, hukum, governance and knowledge, ilm to Musa peace be upon him. When he was mature, when he reaches, attained his maturity, his full strength, Allah gave him, Musa peace be upon him, the hukum, hukman means the governance and knowledge, ilm. And like those, likewise we reward those who are good doers. Now when Musa peace be upon him entered Al-Madina the city at a time when his people were inattentive. Meaning they were not, they were doing, they were all busy, nobody was attentive. Then he found two men fighting in it. One from his sect. Musa peace be upon him is a believer, right? One from his sect. Believer. So the other was from his enemy. Non-believer. So the one from his sect seek his aid. From his sect believer seek his aid from Musa peace be upon him. Over the one for, for, from his enemy. From his enemy he sees us. Help, help. The believer is asking from Musa salam, help me, help me from the enemy. Then Musa struck him with a fist. So he ended his life over him. Musa peace be upon him, a messenger, a prophet of God. Remember this, don't forget that. He struck an enemy by a fist unintentionally and he was dead. He didn't want to kill the person, he just wanted to hit him. But fortunately or unfortunately, God made that person die. And then what he said, Musa Islam, I killed the unbeliever. Ha, hurrah, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Nonsense. He says, Qala hadha min amal shaitan. Innahu aduvum muzilim mubin. This is Musa, peace be upon him, saying by, by hitting, not intending to kill also, just by a fist, he was killed. He said, this is the Amalish Shaitan. What Musa, peace be upon him, did, this is the work of the Satan, killing the enemy. The messenger's job and the prophet's jobs and Allah's intent is to deliver the message. After listening to the message and after, even if he does, doesn't listen, he becomes rejecter, whatever the wrong he does, he's punished in this world and in the hereafter by God himself. You don't have to become gods. You are not gods. It is the deen and the judgment of Allah. We are not Allah. We are not gods to take vengeance. We take revenge. It is Allah. He said, Musa al-Islam, peace be upon him, unintentionally hit the person and he was dead. So why he said the amal shaitan amal shaitan means work of the Satan. And he says, إِنَّهُ عَدُوٌ مُضِلٌ مُبِينٌ He surely is a clear enemy, the one who mistreated. Shaitan is a clear, clear, you understand, clear English, clear enemy, and he is misleads. And believe me, he has misled the so-called liberal Muslim worlds. And everybody in the world, they are killing each other for nothing. The shaitan has taken the advantage of all these people who are killing in the name of religion of God. All over, Jews, Christians, and liberal Muslims, hypocrites, all of them. Because Musa Islam says this is Amal Shaitan. And we are reading the book, we are reading the, the narration in the ayah, and what lesson we should get? That you are not, don't have, you do not have the license to kill anyone. You cannot kill the enemy also. 
we're reading an ayat, we don't understand, we're just reading it, just reading it, just reading it. Sawab mil rai, sawab mil rai. And further he says, Surah Al-Qasas 28.16, Musa Islam says, Qala Rabbi inni zalamtu nafsi, faghfil li, faghfala lah, inna huwa al-ghafur raheem. He said, oh my Lord, surely I have oppressed my soul, self-psyche, so have forgiveness for me. Then he forgave him, surely is forgiving merciful. Now in this ayah, Musa, peace be upon him, after getting the knowledge, he got the governance and the knowledge. He struck by mistake and he was de- this person was dead. And then he asked for forgiveness. Fakfilli, oh, oh, oh my Lord, forgiveness for me. Then Allah forgave him. This is the true Islam, true direction of the truth. Even by mistake you kill the enemy, you have to ask for forgiveness from God and you have to pay the blood money or the uh, uh, whatever payment is required. And one of the these ayat is Aziz's wife also says in Surah, Surah Yusuf 1253, And I do not quit free from my soul self-psyche. Surely the soul self-psyche definitely orders with hurtless badness, except on whom my Lord had mercy. Surely my Lord is forgiving, merciful. Now this ayah is, is one ayah related to Aziz's wife. He, she is saying it, I do not acquit myself. I am not free from my soul. Surely the soul, the self, psyche definitely orders with badness except on whom Allah has mercy. You see, after the shaitan whispers, our souls become the victim. You see, shaitan is separate. He, he whispers and after that, our souls also orders to do bad. We should hurt this person. We should do bad to this person. Illa ma rahima rabbi, except Allah's mercies on him or on me. I do not acquit free from my soul self psyche. The soul self psyche definitely orders with hurtness, badness, except on whom my Lord had mercy. Surely my Lord is forgiving, merciful. So she also confessed that this soul, uh, Nafsa uh, Ammara uh, means the nafs that orders badness. After the shaitan whispers, then our nafs become like that, a puppet of the shaitan. And similarly, Al-Ambiya 21, this is Surah, uh, Yunus Islam, this, uh, uh, Allah mentioned about Yunus Islam, he, he was asked to go somewhere, then he was running, running away, big narration, but what he says. Surah Al-Ambiya 21, 87, وَذَنُّونِ اِذَّبَ مُغَادِبًا فَنَادَ فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ اللَّهِ إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ And the one of the whale, that is Yunus Peeps upon him, he went away in anger and he assumed that we will not evaluate, be powerful on him. Then he called in the darkness that there is no one except you, glory to you, surely I was from one of the oppressors. Musa Salam also accepted, Yunus Salam, peace be upon him, is also accepting that I was from the oppressors, meaning they are not perfect people. They are perfect as compared to us, of course. They are innocent, of course. But, you know, Allah is showing us their human human weaknesses. So he also thought in anger, he thought that, that Allah will not take, uh, uh, take me into account, he said. So he assumed that he will not be evaluated, be powerful on him. Then he called in the darkness, then there is no God except you. Glory to you. Surely I was from the oppressors. He admitted, so Allah forgive him. Now in uh, Surah Nuz and Ayah 28, 
ربك فلي ولوالدي ولمن دخل بيتي مؤمنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات ولا تزيد الظالمين إلا تبارا and oh my lord forgive me and my parents and those who entered in my house as a believer and for the believing men and the believing women and the oppressors do not increase except in destruction this is nuwal islam peace be upon him call nuwal islam peace be upon him call he said rabbit filli oh our lord forgive me and my parents and for those who entered my house as a believer this house is not representing his physical house this house is allah's house kaaba baitul haram this house as a believer because nobody can go there except believers label muslim but always is a believer you have to at least say that you are a believer or you admit la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah wa khatam an-nabiyyin and those who enter my house as a believer and for the believing men and women believing women and the oppressors do not increase except in destruction the oppressors in those world they keep on increasing in destruction they are destroying themselves and in this very famous ayah all of you must know this surah al-baqarah 2201 wa minhum man yaqulu rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina azab an-nar it simply means oh our lord give us goodness in this life and goodness in the hereafter and defend us from the punishment of fire now goodness asking allah to give goodness he is explain how to you can good you get goodness by repelling evil with goodness is you get goodness and it is multiplied 10 times over so now we are asking rabbana atina fid dunya hasana o our lord give us goodness in this world when you do good in the world in good do good in this world you will get goodness in this world and in the hereafter and of course in the heart are the good pleasures of allah and the jannah the garden but you have to be good here to get to be good don't you assume people assume that we may be having a suffering or the hurtness and the bad life maybe allah will put me there in the garden it's not like that you have to struggle here try to be good repel evil and repel evil with good and this multiplied time times over so that you become good rabbana then allah will give you goodness in this world and goodness is not material goodness is good pleasure in psyche You understand? Goodness is not to be attained by material things. It, it may have little benefits. It's, it's zina of this world. It is adornment of the world, wealth, and everything. But actually, it is goodness. If your psyche is at peace, if you have peace and harmony with with your psyche, you have attained goodness. And none can get, attain goodness until you repel evil from yourself and from others. If people say bad, you do good, no matter what they say, what they do. You have to keep on. And this is the kasas and the uh, requital of the. of the lecture and i end this talk and if there are any question answer we will i have take up few questions may i know the times i think we have half an hour for for this question answer thank you assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh um my my name is nulan and my question is you mentioned in your lecture that torah is the law which is the mother of the book um governing ayats what about the uh, resembling ayats can you clarify them from the quran okay uh, in my lecture the first surah al imran 37 ayah i was discussing where we got the maqam ayat i will repeat that portion surah al imran 37 it's in the booklet also i will read huwa alladhi anzala alaykal kitab minu ayatam muhkamat hunna ummul kitab wa ukhru mutashabihat 
your your question is about the resembling ayas and mutashabiyat ayat. You see, there, there is a lecture of mine which deals this subject in detail, but I will just give you one reference to explain what are the resembling ayas. The Mahkamayat, we know the mother of the book, the Ummul Kitab, the Mahkamayat or the governing ayas. What are the mutashabiyat or the resembling ayas? If people here in the audience who have read the Quran, the book, if you will note, there there are the Mahkamayat like we have read today, the governing ayas. We were reading few governing ayas. But in the end, I read narration, a narration of the sons of two Adam, the sons of Adam's sons, two sons, and a narration of Musa, peace be of, a narration. So in the Quran, Surah Zumar 36, you can write down the reference, Surah Zumar 39 and Ayah 23. Allahu nazzala asal hadithi kitabam mutashabiyam mathani. Tak sha'iru minu juludu ladina yakshawna rabbahum, thumma talinu juluduhum wa quluhum ila dhikrillah. Allah has revealed the most beautiful hadith, the event or narration of the as a book. Mutashabi means resembling, repeating itself. So in the Quran you will note there are two types of muhkamat is the orders or the, or the governing ayahs. The other is the narration of Adam, narration of Ibrahim al-Islam, narration of Musa al-Islam, narration of Isa al-Islam narration, event, and that is is asal hadith. So the book of Allah contains hukum, mokamat ayas, governing ayas, governing ayas, orders, the law, the mother of the book, the Torah. And the other is there are ayas which are narrating an event or narrating a narration about narration of Adam, peace be upon him, narration of prophets, peace be upon him, Musa, peace, Musa, Isa, Muhammad Salah, all these messengers narration and that is Allahu Nazala Asal Hadith Kitabam Mutashabiyah this is a book resembling these events are again again then again and they, they repeat the narrations are repeated within the book and they are resembling so Allah is describing those who fear from the Lord their skin shiver and their hearts are softened towards the remembrance of Allah that is the guidance of Allah he guides whom he wills with it and to whom Allah leads astray, so for him there is no one that can guide. So you must understand that Quran is divided into two aspects, like the Bible is in Old Testament and the New Testament. The Quran gives ayahs which have got orders or mokum, governing ayahs, and narrations or the events of, of prophets about science, about geography, about everything is a narration, a hadith. That's the last hadith. And I give you one ayat. And you, you tell me, is this an order or a hukum or a narration? Surah Baqarah 2, 185. Sharu Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fi al-Quran hudallin nas wa bayinatim min al-huda wal-furqan. Ramadan is the month of in which the Quran was revealed, a guidance for mankind. And it is a criteria and a furqan, a guidance. What is this, order? Huh? This is, this portion of an ayah is asal hadith, means a narration. Then the same ayah says, فَمَنْ شَيْدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّرَفَ الْيَسُمُ So whoever is, is a witness should fast. What is it? Torah. This portion is Torah, the other is Asal Hadith. So even within the ayah itself, you can see the, the narration is Asal Hadith and at the same time an order. But some ayahs are simple orders and some ayahs are mixed. So we cannot differentiate. We can read it and identify this is orders. Like I read in the narration of Adam and 
his two sons. And I read a narration of Musa, peace be of narration. So this is Ahsan Hadith, this is Mutashabiyah and Masani repeating. So these narrations are resembling and repeating also within the Quran. So that is Ahsan Hadith. The, the others are the Ahsan Hadith, Mutashabiyah. Thank you. One song. We have heard that the punishment for adultery and homosexuality is dying to death. What does the Quran say about Okay. You see, we must always have a comparison with the Bible and the Quran. You see, in the Quran, what is the question? What is the punishment of homosexuals and what is the punishment of uh, of uh, an adulterer, adulteress, or is it stoning to death or not? So in Surah Nisa 4 and Ayah 15, وَاللَّاتِي يَاتِينَ الْفَاحِشَ مِنَ النِّسَائِكُمْ فَاسْتَشْهِدُوا عَلَيْهِنَّ أَرْبَعَةً مِنْكُمْ فَإِنْ شَهِدُوا فَأَمْسِكُوهُنَّ فِي الْبُيُوتِ حَتَّى يَتَوَفَّاهُنَّ الْمَوْتِ أَوْ يَجَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُنَّ سَبِيلًا And those from your women who come with obscenity, then from you take four witnesses on them, then if they bear witnesses, so detain them in the houses until the death is complete on them, or Allah will set away for the, for for them. This ayah is, is speaking about married women. If the believer's married woman comes from a faisha or they go do the zina, comes from a faisha, because Allah says, Wala zina kana sabila. Do not go near to adultery or fornication. It is a faisha. Faisha means in Arabic, means obscenity, and it is a way to badness. So if a married woman gets involved in extramarital affair or something like that, then she is not to be, she is to detain in the house. Detain them in your houses. Do not let them move around the houses until Allah finds a way. Married women, believers, believing women. Then further it says in Surah Nisaf, same ayat 416, وَالَّذَانِ and if the two men, two, two men comes with obscenity, hurt both of them. So if they both repent and correct, then avoid to hurt both of them. Surely Allah is oft returning most merciful. Meaning if two men are indulging in themselves as homosexuals, so hurt both of them, hurt them. But if they repent, if they, if they repent and correct, then avoid to hurt both of them. Surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. Then in 24 Surah 2 Ayah, where non-married women, believing women and unbelieving or non-married women do a zina and fornication, azaniya wazani fajdidu kulla wahid minuma miyata jaldatin walata khudkum bihima ra'afatun fi dinillah in kuntum tu'minuna billah wal yawm al-akhir then lash the fornicators and the fornicator, each and one of them with hundred stripes. And you do not hold on to have pity with both of them in the judgment of Allah, if you believe Allah in the hereafter. And let a party from the believers witness both their punishment. So if a, 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 a woman, a girl or a woman is addicted to fornication, you see, if I smoke a cigarette, I'm not a smoker. If I do a zina, I'm not a zani. Until I'm addicted to it. So here is no witness. Mean an adulter adulterer or a fornicator who is addicted, 
He exposes himself. He doesn't care. Then he becomes a zani. Then he, Allah says, if that person should be striped, hundred stripes, hundred stripes to the, it is a cure for a zani, a man or a zani woman, an adulterer, an adulteress, for cure she should be he or she should be punished, hundred stripes. But further, they should not be killed. Why? Because it says further twenty four same ayah thirty three ayat. Azani la yankehu illa zaniya aw mushika, wa zaniya tu la yankehu kiha illa zanin aw mushik, wa hurima dalik al muminin. The fornicator does not marry except a fornicatress or a woman who associates with Allah, and the fornicatress does not marry except a fornicator or a man who associates with Allah, and that has been unlawful, forbidden over the believers. So, if a fornicatress is she after the punishment she marry. A fornicator, fornicator man should marry a fornicatress who associates. But for believers, it is forbidden that they marry a fornicatress or a fornicator. You understand? For believe, woman cannot marry a fornicatress. So Allah has made a forbidden for the believers to marry a fornicatress or a fornicator. But after the punishment, they are not to they are not to be killed or put to death. <laughs> Then they should marry each other if they are indulging in this activity. Now I would like to further because if you were referring to a stoning, stoning to death, you see the word rajam in Arabic means stone, and rajim also is the same derived from the same word rajam. An amazing thing is it has been used by Allah. It total word rajam and its, its other for, forms are used fourteen times. Seven times is used by Allah against the shaitan, like we says, "Faida qarat al Quran first times billahi min al shaitan rajim." Whenever you read the Quran, seek Allah's protection from the Shaitan, the Rajim, who has been stoned. So Allah has stoned the Shaitan seven times in the Quran. Allah is stoning the Shaitan, okay? And the other seven seven times is the unbelievers are stoning the believers or intend to stone. The unbelievers are intending to stone. The believers is mentioned in the Quran. Like for example, I just gave you the references: Surah Shura 26:16. Non-believers intend to stone new people. New Alaihissalam. Noah peace be peace be upon him. In Surah Hud 11:91, non-believers intend to stone Shoaib peace be upon him. Maryam 19:46, non-believer Ibrahim's father intend to stone his son Ibrahim peace be upon him. Yasin, non-believer intends to stone the messengers in plural. And Dukan 44:20, Musa peace be upon mentioned the intention of Pharaoh to stone him. Pharaoh intended to stone Musa peace be upon him. And Surah Al-Kahf, the believing companions of the Kahf mentioned that non-believers intend to stone him. So in the Quran, 14 times this word has been used, stoning, and it is never used by Allah that the believers should stone to non-believers. It is the non-believers stoning, intending to stone the the believers, and Allah is stoning the Shaitan. This, the, but if you look at the Bible, according to the Bible, Jews and Christian faith, Leviticus 20:10, if the man commits adultery with another man's wife, both adulterers and adulterers must be put to death. So, who believes that? Who believes this? This is Jews and Christians believe. But who is practicing is a Jew, a Christian. Leviticus 20:11, 12, 13:40, if a man and woman commits incest or any man have homosexuality, must be put to death. Again, biblical. Leviticus twenty verse nine: If the priest's daughter becomes prostitute, 
herself, then she must be burned in the fire. Deuteronomy 22, 20-21. If there is no proof of girl's virginity, then she should be stoned to death. This is biblical. Deuteronomy 22-25. The man who meets a girl who pledged to be married and he rapes her, then his man should be put to death. Exodus 20-19. Anyone who has sexual relation with an animal must be put to death. Death, death is very easy in Bible. All the time put to death, put to death, put to death. This is all biblical. Yes, please. Okay. My name is Adka Tafi and my question is, um, what does the Al-Quran say about the death penalty of the believer who does uh, blasphemy and becomes a rejecter? Okay. You see the word, first of all, I would like to explain this word blaspheme. Blaspheme means what? Uh, meaning of blasphemy is to speak impiously or irreverently of Allah or sacred things. Blaspheme. To speak against Allah irrelevantly or impiously to speak about God. To speak evil, slander, cursing and abusing to Allah and sacred things. So now the crime of assuming to oneself the rights and the attributes and the qualities of God. This is blaspheme. What the blaspheme means. A person who rejects, assumes himself as God or to speak evil and bad things about sacred things is again about God. This is blaspheme or reject. So now what the Quran has to say about these people who believe and rejects. Okay. And can we put him to death? What Surah Tawbah 9 and Ayah 74. Yahlifuna billahi ma qalu walakad qalu kalimat al-kufr wa kafaru ba'da islamihim wa hammu bima lam yanalu wa ma naqamu illa an aghnahumullahu wa rasooluh min fadlih fa yatubu yaku khayran lahum wa in yatawallahu yu'adzibahumullah adaban alima fi dunya wal akhirah they take an oath with Allah that they said nothing. They, Allah is describing a situation about the people who are believed and then become non-believers. They take an oath with Allah, they said nothing. And Allah said, without doubt, they said a word of rejection, means they blaspheme. And they rejected after they accepted Islam. And they rejected after they accepted Islam. And they were interested with what they can never attain to. After becoming Muslim Islam, they want, they were intentions were they never attained to do it. And they did not revenge except Allah and His Messenger enriched them from His bounty. They did, they, the revenge was when Allah and His Messenger Enriched them from his bounty means after getting the understanding and the essence of the message of Allah's ayahs, they were enriched financially, morally and psychology. Then they rejected and they said against God and his messenger. So, so Allah says, if they repent, it will be better for them. And if they turn away, Allah will punish them in this world and the hereafter with a painful punishment. And on the earth, there will be no one from the protector or helper for them. So now this is very important point. Now after they rejected and become blasphemed to Allah and His Messenger, so 
Allah says that if they repent, it is better for them. And if they do not repent, then Allah will punish them in this world and in the hereafter. You are not God to do it. If suppose a believer becomes an unbeliever, who are you? It is his personal matter. It is between him and God. You are nobody to punish him. So because we are imitating God, this is blaspheme. That you, imit, you take the, uh, the law of God in your hand and act like a God. Astaghfirullah. It is Allah can punish very easily to anyone. He says Allah will punish him in this world and the hereafter. And if they repent, it's better for them because they rejected after being, they take Islam. وَكَفَرُوا بَعْدَ إِسْلَامِهِمْ وَهَمُّوا بِمَا لَمْ يَنَالُوا يَحْلِفُونَ اللَّهَ مَا قَالُوا They take an oath with Allah, they did said nothing. وَلَقَدْ قَالُوا كَلِمَةَ الْكُفُرُ Allah says, without doubt, they said a word of rejection and blaspheme. وَهَمُّوا وَكَفَرُوا بَعْدَ إِسْلَامِهِمْ And they did this after they accepted Islam. وَهَمُّوا بِمَا لَمْ يَنَالُوا And they were interested with what they can never attain to. وَمَا نَقَمُوا إِلَّا أَنْ أَغْنَاهُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ And they did not revenge except that Allah and His Messenger enriched them from His bounty. This they did after they were, Allah gave him enriched them with bounty. Now Allah says, فَإِنْ يَتُوبُوا يَكُوا خَيْرَ اللَّهُمْ If they repent, it will be better for them. If they turn away, meaning if they did not repent, turn away, Allah will punish them in this world and in the hereafter. Who will punish them? Allah, Allah will punish them. With a painful punishment. And on the earth there will be no one from the protector and helper from them. This is, the, the, this is what the Quran has to say about, about this person who becomes blasphemous. But again, look at what the Bible has to say against who blaspheme. According to the Bible, Jews and Christians say, Leviticus 24, 10, 16, Anyone who blasphemes and curses Lord, God must be stoned to death. Again, death comes. There, Allah is not asking you to do it. Anyone who becomes a rejecter, Allah will punish. Here he says, anyone who blasphemes and curses his Lord God must be stoned to death. Leviticus, then the Lord, Leviticus 24, 13, 16. Then the Lord sent to Moses, take the blasphemer, rejecter outside the camp. All those who heard him are to lay their hands on his head. And the entire assembly is to stone him. The whole assembly, take him out. And the whole entire assembly is to stone him on his head. Say to the Israelites, if anyone curses his God, he will, he will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord must be put to death. Who are doing all this in this world? People are doing it. In the Quran, Allah says, Allah will punish them. The entire assembly must stone him, whether an alien or a native born. When, when he blasphemes the name, he must be put to death. So this is the, remember, if in the Quran, if people blaspheme, if they go against the Quran, they go against the ayat, whatever. After accepting Islam, after becoming believers, Still Allah says, if you ask for forgiveness, it will be better for them. But if they don't ask, Allah will punish them. You, we people have no criteria to put him to death. The Bible law says that if he blasphemes the world, so people should be. So people who believe, you know, if something happens, something says about God or something people say about God, people, they, people start want to put him to death. It's biblical, it's not Islam, it's not Quran.
It's not the Torah of the Quran. It's biblical Torah of the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you so you. much. Assalamualaikum. Well, Sam. My name is Anna. Yeah. Uh, it's regarding the Surah Al Maidah five. This one. Uh, Surah Al Maidah five, Ayat twenty-eight. Uh, definitely, if you stretch out your hand towards me to kill me, I am not the one to stretch out my hand towards you to kill you. Surely I fear Allah, the Lord of the world. My question is, uh, are we allowed to run away from that person? <laughs> you, your question is that if you see, if you see, you must understand, you may run, but if the if if if, if, if death is there, yeah. even if you don't run, Allah will uh, save you. You know, uh, like I just don't want to give my example. I was shot here. If I would have been hit, I would have been dead here, dead, dead. It went from here, and the bullet went. I was there. So if Allah wants to remember, it is the time is fixed. Kullun nafsun zaykatul maut, and Allah says in one. I don't remember that. I said the time is written down. Even you don't run away. If if Allah intends because your sacrifice to God, you why we are afraid of death? When we are good and we are reaching God's, reaching good pleasures of God, that is the garden we are asking. We are living for. So if we do not run, and if we want to give life for Allah, so where I'll go? I will not be put in, just put into the dust. Yeah. I'll be back, I'll come back to life, and I'll have the good pleasure of Allah. That is my striving. Anybody who in this world are working hard to make money and this house, and then, then I have to good life, right? In this, in this, Satan is making this. So now I, people, believers, should do for the other world in this world also. Yeah, Allah is not asking, don't, this is the zina and adornment in this world is given to you. But remember, death will, will come exactly the time is required. You cannot die before you cannot increase the death. So even if you run, if you are going to, Allah, if that is going to put you to death, you will die. So the, the question is that you, even if you run, Allah is, because Allah intended that this guy kills, because it is, even the wrong has been committed by the permission of God. If somebody wants to kill somebody, the permission is granted to the shaitan. First of all, shaitan wants to astray people. So he asks the permission to God, give me the time, give me this, I may astray people. So now when he astrays people, so the act of the shaitan and people get influenced and if that act is to, is to be taken place, is by the will of God. None can die, none can hurt anybody except by the permission of Allah. So even the shaitan has got the permission to do wrong and if the, if the man that man who intended to kill was laid down by Allah, that man has to be killed. So, so what? No, no matter running. If your death is there, you will die. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Assalamualaikum, Brother Sheikh. My name is Arshad Mahmood, and uh, I would like to ask you a question in regards of uh, death penalty. Okay. What the Quran says about uh, the one who uh, bless me, hurts, um, or kill the prophets um, of Allah. Okay. You. you see, there are verses in the Quran, whenever the messengers came, they delivered the message. People never liked them. So they heard them, they said bad things about them, and it's recorded in the book. And still today it is recorded. So it says in Surah Tawbah 9, Ayah 61, وَمِنْهُمُ الَّذِينَ يُؤْذُونَ الْنَبِيَّةِ وَيَقُولُوا هُوَ أُذُنُ قُلْ أُذُنُ خَيْرٍ لَهُمْ يؤمن بالله ويؤمن للمؤمنين ورحمة للذين آمنوا منكم والذين يؤذون رسول الله لهم عذاب أليم and and from them are those who heard the prophet 
and they say he is all ears. Say he is our, our for your betterment. He believes with Allah and for he believes the believers and a mercy for those who believe from them. And those who heard the message of Allah for them is a painful punishment. Again, in this, people are hurting the Prophet by saying he's all ears, meaning he is hearing everything, people's talks. But Allah says he hears, he hears what is better for you. Meaning he will hear and give you advice, good advice. So this Allah says if if the if the non-believer or anybody hurts the Prophet, again he says, Walladina Yuduna Rasulullah. Rasulullah, whoever hurts the messenger of Allah, lahum adabun alim. There is a punishment, painful punishment from Allah. You see, I am again repeating these things. Why? Because the punishment has to come from Allah. The messengers are from Allah. The book is from Allah. The deen is judgment is from Allah. Inna deen and Allah Islam. Surely the deen judgment is Islam from Allah. Everything is from Allah. The punishment is of Allah. In the good pleasures you get good life in this world is from Allah. Bad life from this, by the permission granted to devil, is from Allah. Everything is from Allah. So why you want to take in your hands to do bad things? So this is all education. And Surah Mu'min 23, it says, Or they say with him is madness. They call Muhammad and the Prophet that, that he was a mad person. Within bed he came to them with the truth. And the majority of them have a disliking of the truth. So even he was called a mad person. But what happened? Did Allah, did people at that time, believers, the Ashabas, wanted to hurt the hurt the people? They didn't. Surah Anfal 830. And when those who rejected plan for you, they bind you, fix you, or they kill you, or they expel you out. And they plan, and Allah plan. Allah is the best of the planners. People at all times, all the time people are, and the Quran, you can read the ayahs and you can say when the messenger delivers the message. The minority, Khalil, the minority of the minority of the minority of all the messengers, believers were very less. Majority rejected them. Majority make a laugh on them. They laugh at them, mock at the prophets and the messengers. But what was the reaction? Did, did the believers punish them? You are making a mockery of the messenger. You, you people don't. We don't. We don't take guidance from the book. So these lectures are educating. In, in Surah Al Imran three, it says, "Inna ladina yakfuruna bi ayatillah wa yaktuluna nabiyina bi ghairi haq wa yaktuluna ladina yakfuruna bil qistin al nas fabashum bi adabin alim." Surely those who reject with ayat signs of Allah, they kill the prophets without the truth, and they kill those from the people who order with justice. Then give good news to them with a painful punishment. Again Allah says with a painful punishment from Allah. Those who kill the prophets, the prophets are killed psychologically. The people who are doing good works in the nearness of God, they are killed psychologically. Again and again Allah says that Allah will punish them. Who are you to take things in your hands? Who are you? You are not God. In, Su in Surah Al-Qalam 68.2 Ma'anta bini'mati rabbikam bimajnoon Allah is consoling the messenger. With the blessings of your Lord, you are not of those who are mad. You are not a mad person who are reading the ayahs and taking the guidance from the Quran, the Muhammad peace be upon him, and from him. Whoever today, you and me, anybody who is taking guidance from the people, call him mad. So Allah says, you are not mad. You are not mad. They are mad. And Surah Muzammil 73 and Ayat 10. 
واصبر على ما يقولون واهجرهم هجرا جميلا and have patience over what they say and leave migrate them leaving them migrately gracefully this is very important it says was was wasbir ala ma yaqulun have patience what they say whatever people say about muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam or anybody you you are better you are stronger than god to take vengeance allah is is more powerful can create the whole universe and the galaxies he can take vengeance with anybody he wants to so he says here that for you wasbir ala ma yaqulun have patience what they say whatever they're saying have patience wajur and leave hajjan jamila leave them alone with gracefully allah will take the punishment allah will put him into the fire allah will give him punishment this for and the after you and me are not to take any this penalty and doing hurtness or badness to other people okay thank you okay assalamu alaikum wa alaikum my name is khalid okay um as per your lecture my understanding is that um um if the believers are uh, as believers of allah we are not allowed to retaliate or take revenge against a killer as surely allah almighty will punish that killer but my question is if that killer is especially if it's a serial killer or rapist or a child molester if he is not held accountable in this world and is punished for his sins he will keep on doing the same thing again and again yep okay thank you you see you see uh, this uh, <laughs> if he is a serial killer is a mad person is this the, the, the government and they can put him to a, a confinement but if you you who who wh- how who made him the serial killer is a psycho- psychopath who made him abnormal child who made him a deaf child who made him is god so everything that you see in the world you must understand a, a, a serial killer psychopath is also creation by god a man who is a deaf person can't see or is deaf he can't see he can't speak deaf and dumb is born or is retarded all is done by allah for us to take guidance and take lessons from them so now this that, that man you are talking about even the, the world do not punish them because he is a mad person for serial killers i, I as I, far as i know the mad person is a mad person is not been killed because accountable because mad is that right so so now you must understand i would like to read few ayahs in telling you that surah anam 6 and 65 look at the power allah says for this people who are doing wrong qul huwa huwa alqadir ala an yabatha alaykum adaban min fawqikum aw min tahti ajulikum aw yalbisakum shi'a wa yudhika ba'dakum ba'sa ba'd انظر كيف نصرف الايات لعلهم يفقهون say he has he has power to appoint over you a punishment from above you or below your feet and clothe you into sex and make you take the misery taste the misery of one another fighting each other see how we inflect the ayas so that they may understand now you understand this this allah says he has got the power to appoint over you a punishment from above you or from below you how the punishment come from above you the hurricanes the storms and below is the earthquake japan kashmir or america the cities in bangladesh you can see this everything is moving hundreds and thousands of people are killed just like that 
So Allah is there, He's giving you punishment. And further He says, then and clothes you into sex. Meaning He covers you into sex so that you and takes the misery of each other. So He says, and makes you into clothes you into sex and make you taste the misery of each other. So now, one is that the punishment is natural disasters. The other is by making you into sex and divide you. So you keep on fighting and killing each other. This is the punishment of God Almighty. So the killer doesn't get away, he gets killed. And this guy gets killed, and this guy gets killed. Everybody is being killed. So this is the law of the punishment is, is being carried on. So we must be very careful. And Allah further says in Surah Maira 5.33, إِنَّمَا جَزَاءُ الَّذِينَ يُحَارِبُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَسْعَوْنَ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَسَادِ أَوْ يُقَتَّلُوا أَوْ يُصَلَّبُوا أَوْ تُقَتَّ عَيْدِهِمْ وَارْجُلُهُمْ مِنْ خِلَافِ أَوْ يُنْفَوْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ ذَلِكَ لَهُمْ خِزٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ Surely the reward of those who wage war against Allah and His Messenger, they move around in the earth to cause corruption, is that they will be killed, or they will be crucified, or their hands cut off, and the feast be cut off from the opposite sides, and they will be exiled from the land, from them that is disgrace in the world, and the hereafter is a great punishment. Again, this all Allah is not asking you to do it. Because they are waging wars against Allah's messenger, the result is what? They, they are being killed. Because everybody is waging war against Allah's messenger. Who is fighting Allah's messenger? Who is fighting Allah? The Quran says that the, the reward of those who wage war against Allah and His messenger. And they move around in the earth to cause corruption. If you are involved in this activity, what will happen? That you will be killed. You will be crucified. Your hands will be cut off from this hand or this feet will be cut off of the upper side or they will be exiled from the land. From them that is disgrace in this world and for the hereafter is a great punishment. So this is going on. Any war you are talking about is basically a war against Allah's messenger. So people can see that they are being killed, they have been crucified, they have been, their hands have been cut off from opposite sides or hands and feet and they are exiled from the land. Except again Allah says, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا مِنْ قَبْلِ عَيْنْ تَقْدِرُوا عَلَيْهِمْ فَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Except those who repent, turned from before the believers, evaluate, gain power over them by guiding them that how Allah accepted their repentance. Then surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. Meaning, if you are involved in these kind of activities, you will be killed, you will be crucified, or you will be thrown out from the land. Except the believers guide you, so that you take repent, your repentance is accepted by Allah, so you will be saved. Otherwise, the result is there. Whoever wage war against Allah's messenger, the result is he will be killed, he will be crucified, he will be, he will, hands will, and feet will be cut off from upper side. Anyone, everything is by Allah. We are just, have to be on the right side. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Time is Maghrib now. So okay, just one question, please. Thank you. Only. <coughs> yes, please. If it's a small question, if a big answer. Yeah, that is a really small question okay. because uh, like my question is not on this topic today. Oh. My question is general question regarding for Australia. We are yep. living in the society that there is no Islamic law, and when we go to the court and they put in their own law. What actually we have to do as Islamic, you know, the Muslim, we're not can you, implementing. Can you, yeah, can you tell me any Australian law that contradicts your law? All laws. It's Give like, me one. One, the, uh, like family law. Yeah. Suppose, in family law, what they're saying that there is no Sharia. There is no, you know, if the woman is actually divorced, man, 
So in Islamic law, that he, she is not entitled to have any money from the husband. But here, no, there is 60, 50, 50, 40, there is a ratio. Yeah, Let, let's take one by one. Yes. I just give you the answer. If you're a believer and your wife is a believer, first of all, you have to go through the, your Islamic understanding. If you're practicing believing, when to divorce? Now just hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the problem is <laughs> the general question, like, like a man, label man, label Muslim carrying a Muslim label and a label carrying a Muslim woman. Now, this problem occurs and then you go to the court and this is what they decide. I know believing men, I know believing women, myself, who went to the court in Canada and said, this is, this is, the, this is what we decided, this is how we are going to divorce. They accepted. The problem is you want to fight your law against the, your law, what law? Your Quran doesn't, Quran, what is the process of Quranic divorce? And what is, first of all, you must know, when I got married, I did not know to whom I, go, I have to marry. The Quran speaks about what the Quran says about nikah, the marriage. Mm -hmm. Then the Quran speaks about what the Quran says about husband-wife relationship. I have delivered these talks. I do not know to whom I should marry first. Then I do not know what relationship I should have, a good healthy relationship. I do not know. Then I do not know what is the steps of divorce. And then I do not know when to divorce. I do not know these three things, believe me as a believer. Since I do not know, then I want to confront, I can live any part of the world and practice these laws. No, no government will pro create problem for me. If you okay. practice, they are right. not coming in your house and say, your believe your wife should not no, no. pray. The, and yes. say, so, no, if the wife went to the court in Australia. Because she is not practicing a believer, woman. Oh. She went to the court because she is going by the law of the, uh, Australia. If you both agree, look, first of all, the Quran, when the Quran tells you what to divorce, if she's a believing woman, she must know what is the criteria of divorce, why she's taking a divorce, and why you are giving a divorce. You know, there's only two things are allowed. If the woman cannot have children from you, she can take a divorce. Or you can have, she, you can have sexual relation with her, she can take a divorce. And you can, she can take a divorce, you're not a believer. Believer in the nearness of God. Otherwise, there is no question of divorce in, in Islam. These are the three reasons mentioned in the Quran. So the question, we do not know that, we are going by what the people are saying, this divorce by, because we are carrying a, carrying a label of a Muslim and we are practiced like this. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Any, anyone question? Okay, we just end it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming and making this event successful. And also I would like to extend our thanks to people who are watching us live in Pakistan. Thank you very much. Canada. America and UK. Thank you and Salaam Alaikum. Peace on you.